0: Welcome to BuildCast, a podcast brought to you by BCG Digital Ventures. My name is Vuk Trifkovic. I'm Product Management Director at BCG Digital Ventures in Berlin. And for this episode of BuildCast, I'm joined by two leading lights of the social innovation scene. The leaders of two companies we had the pleasure to work closely with at DV that are actually tackling some of the most pressing problems that we face as a, as a global community. Today, we have Lubomila Jordanova, CEO and co-founder of Plan A, a Berlin-based startup that has developed an end-to-end platform that enables companies to measure, monitor, and reduce their environmental footprint and therefore improve their ESG performance and hopefully save the planet in the process. And we also have Florian Pahali, who is a CEO and co-founder of ReCup, a company also on a big mission to provide reusable cups and bowls to restaurant cafes and consumers to eventually put an end to disposables in Germany, but hopefully uh, worldwide as well at some point. We are familiar with both of those founders and both of those companies through DV's social ventures program. We had a, a privilege to actually uh, uh, work with them and their teams very closely in a dedicated sprint that we offer every year to companies with social mission. And we have essentially provided some DVS to work with, with the applicants, successful applicants in this program, to boost their operations and to make most out of the impact of a very mission-driven companies that they have been running. Lubomila, Florian, welcome. What would you describe your companies do? Perhaps we can start with plan A, Lubomila.
1: In plan A, we combine technology and science to enable businesses to make better decisions. Uh, This has been translated into uh, our software that is an end-to-end platform that enables uh, businesses to calculate, monitor, reduce and report on their emissions. And as you said, therefore, be able to uh, improve the ESG performance. It's essentially what is needed to be able to be compliant with the regulations, but also to be a company that is a responsible citizen uh, of our planet. And
0: Florian, can you tell us a little bit more about ReCup?
2: Sure. Uh, with ReCup and ReBall, we provide reusable cups and bowls uh, in a kind of deposit system. That's very easy. You can just... Um, borrow a cup at every coffee shop participating in our system for one euro deposit. Then you drink your coffee to go and you can return the coffee cup or the bowl at any participating store and get your refund. So it's not expensive. It's very comfortable to just uh, use reusables without bringing them on your own and having in mind that you might want to drink uh, coffee on the go this day. And yeah, we started this four years ago now. And established a system working all over Germany now with over 6,000 participating stores, uh, chains, uh, bakeries, uh, gas stations, etc.
0: Fantastic. Both really impressive missions. You're clearly aiming to tackle some big problems with, with, with your companies. But how did you decide on on using a format of, of startups and format of venture building why you're not perhaps exploring these problems through a medium of, I don't know, NGO or activist participation?
1: Uh, It's a really good question and an important one, because I think we're going through a revolution of definitions of entities, which allows for now a lot of uh, innovative ways of approaching this uh, question and this topic. When it comes to planning, we decided to be a GMBH, which is the equivalent of a limited company in uh, other formats, uh, which is a for-profit entity, because This has been, um, in our opinion, my opinion, my co-founder's opinion, uh, the best method for us to start introducing innovation into the business sphere. Uh, There's been this common denominator of businesses that wrongly have been perceived as always like the money making machines and only like kind of contributing to maybe not so environmentally friendly uh, behaviors uh we don't think of businesses like that we think that businesses are the best format of change and they are agile they're innovative they're willing to adapt uh, or when they're pressed to adapt they adapt fast uh which is what we need when it comes to fighting climate change uh it's funny in the beginning when we started also actually four years ago uh, we uh, were constantly called an ngo because we were dealing with the topic that apparently was not supposed to be in the realm of money making uh, in profit making. Uh, thank God today we live in a different reality uh, and are happy to be in the format that we are in.
2: Yeah, it's exactly the same story for us. Um, I studied economics and for me it was kind of important to spend my time uh, solving a problem I see uh, not only voluntarily and I did volunteer all the time in my school time etc but I'm really, I really believe we, we spend most of our time that we don't sleep. Uh, it's at work so why shouldn't you invest it in doing something good and earning money besides that and in the beginning it was the same as you just said and we were asked or told hey nice project and, and how can you do this beside your job and then we told the guys hey it's our job and we want to to really do this full time and I think there's some change happening in the last few years and seeing that um, corporates are not only supposed to, to earn money and uh, making the world better in your free time. What you've often seen in the in the past is that people do volunteer work um, in the free time to compensate what they damaged while working and earning money, and I think, think we, we shouldn't go um, on with this behavior in the future and just combine doing good things and working and generating profits for doing even more good
0: has this been a story that industry and when i mean industry like vcs uh, potential clients uh, potential partners have have kind of evolved to understand or are you still encountering some misunderstandings and, and stereotypes
2: well for us it has really changed we're seen as a a good company and a company you can trust that we can deliver all the time and not when we have time for (laughs) delivering. So this changed and our service is seen as something that is worth paying for. So I think there's a massive change going on. And even now in COVID um, situation, I see lots of people that want to work for us. They have a change in their mindset to to say, hey, I want to change the way I spend my time as well as investors are seeking for more um, for more ecological ways to to invest their money
1: i think i'm aligned with what you're saying uh, i would only maybe add something that is a bit contradicting it that i think that we're still not there yet in terms of the level of knowledge we need in order to really tangibly be addressing these issues uh, Planet works with a lot of venture capital funds we work with banks and also we work with like really big corporates in the fashion construction industries and Um, what we notice is that uh, there's like this group of uh, the industry that is awakened to the responsibility that they have, uh, but there's still quite a lot of players that really don't get it. um, And they're waiting for regulations to become evident and like a tangible part of their work for them to decide to do something about it. So um, there's definitely movement on the market, but unfortunately there's still a lot of work to be done For us to stop doing greenwashing, for us to stop allowing kind of certain behaviors to be considered as okay, Um, so movement, but still some work to be done. Yes. yeah, (laughs) definitely. definitely.
0: And we'll come back to the point of greenwashing. That's a very interesting one. But before we do, I'm curious to understand: Did the positioning and the mission approach that you've taken has it made it easier or harder to either bootstrap or raise funds or kind of shape your company growing in that sense?
1: um definitely made it uh, difficult i'm sure we faced the same reality and flow so it's with the hardware so i think it's even more difficult i guess but like when it comes to plan a what we noticed in um 2016-17 was that it was really difficult to explain to anyone why you would need like an investment for a company that is for profit that is actually addressing an issue called climate change that uh Essentially, would be a product that is calculating climate risk and carbon accounting uh, emissions, and you like it, it was really outlandish for many, and that made it difficult for them to understand why they would need to invest. There was a term then called impact investors. There was kind of this rare animal of uh, a VC that would be not so uh, easy to find and also not so willing to invest. Um, we spoke to many of those, uh, didn't get funding. Company has been, was bootstrapped then for two years. Then we had a fantastic like, opportunity to get funding. Uh, and after that, now uh, also we, we're going to be making some announcements in the coming uh, weeks. But I would say uh, it definitely shaped uh, the way we approached the market because we learned that even by knocking on every single venture capital door or on every single corporate door, the moment was not there. So we needed to wait until there was a momentum and there was an awakening for people to really be Uh, taking up this product uh, at big quantities? For
2: us, it was a bit different because we were quite lucky that our um, topic hit the press all the time from the beginning. So we were in the newspaper and single-use cups were, were the bad thing that you could do. So we were quite lucky to have this kind of like everybody saw us and saw the problem and saw our solution. So it was easier to, to tell the story that this might be successful and a good business. Um, we were quite lucky to get a investment in the first year um, and a second one in the second year. And then now we're fundraising again. And I think now it has changed that there's lots of money moving towards greener investments. But I think there's sometimes a clash between Our ambitions to really combine profit generation with um, impact maximization, because our goal is not to maximize our profits as a founder, um, but even more maximize our impact with generating profits. So this sometimes clashes with the expectations of VCs, and therefore we're kind of looking for the best way for us to continue our growth and fund our growth for the next years.
0: You mentioned one point, uh, uh, Lubomila, you mentioned the point on working on this before it was in focus. And now I think it's safe to say that this is now the new talk of the town in investing in corporate uh, development. So there's a lot of focus. But what do we need to do as an industry not to turn this into a fad, but that we turn this into a longer term impact?
1: I can maybe start by just saying, do three things in particular. One is focus on the facts, uh, focus on the science, follow it, stop with the greenwashing. The second one is to coordinate efforts, uh, which means that the different stakeholders essentially start acting together. We should stop working in isolation from one another. Businesses need to work with the government. Businesses need to advise also on uh, policies easier to implement. NGO startups all should be working together because this is just too big of a topic for anyone to be able to cover by themselves. And finally, um, I think, is the topic of timing, because even if we do the first two things, then uh, we could be still quite late. Um, And when it comes to timing, I would say uh, we just need to adapt this as one of the key activities of any organization, which doesn't mean changing your production. It doesn't mean changing your focus as a business. It just means adding this layer of environmental thinking that has been missing for centuries, Um, to allow basically for this topic to be uh, a lot more uh, on the agenda than it is today.
2: Yeah, I think the consumer side is um, highly engaged at the moment.
1: I'm quite curious how we can overcome the
2: the COVID crisis and um, how this impacts our behavior in the long term run because acting sustainably has been in the past a, a possibility if you haven't had any sorrows. And if we might drop into an economic crisis, for example, then sometimes I'm afraid that we might fall back into the business cases where we know that they have worked in the past, which doesn't mean they might work in the future. But if we can set the right frames from political sides, as well as combining our forces, as Lube Miller said, um, then we can continue this story of change that we saw in the last years.
0: I have a perspective that's slightly contrary to yours, Florian. I feel that a little bit of crisis is really necessary to get us going and to get us going in the right direction.
2: Yeah, I think there's a major change going on, but we need to keep this change running. And what I saw, for example, we we we've got the Mervik Gazettes, Gesetze. Um, so every coffee shop at a certain size is. Uh, supposed to offer reusable solution so this is great and this is not triggered by covid but what we see there and where i meant is um, political action necessary is um, that they extended the date from first january next year to the year after next year so 2023 to make it possible for the, the caterers to adapt and always saying yeah they're in a heavy environment at the moment due to covid so sometimes i see there's a kind of excuse made by covid to make things not moving so fast as it could and as we might would have done uh, without covid so i, I think see. there's a major major change going on and i'm very very happy that this boosts is very much but sometimes we need to be even more strict to going uh, the next steps on every side
0: that's a big question and that's really fascinating to hear. Thank you for fantastic insights in this podcast.
1: Thank you so much for uh, this conversation and also for the opportunity to work with DV. It's uh, It still warms my heart when I think about these wonderful months we had.
2: That's the same for, for us. I'm so grateful for the last few weeks of uh, very, very intense sprints and um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to speak with you guys and Yeah, I think the future is bright and green and um, you helped us going a next big step forward.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. And I think in podcasting business, this is a wrap, no? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. For more information about BCG Digital Ventures, find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram and stay tuned for more episodes of Buildcast.